What's going on, everybody? This is Noah Alvarez, and you are tuned to another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Welcome to episode 117. And before we introduce you to the guest of this week's show, did want to remind you to check out my homie Generic Sports, who's produced the instrumental playing in the background. You can check out more of his work at soundcloud.com slash generic sports. Also search him up on Twitter, Instagram, Bandcamp, Generic Sports, no tricky spelling. Also check out my man Vince Correa. He designed the My Mike and I logo that you are seeing in your screen. He also helps out too with the graphics. He helps out with a lot of the other work behind the scenes that goes into some of the logos and shit like that that goes with the podcast and the Instagram page too. If you're not already following the My Mike and I Instagram page, you should do so. At my period Mike and period I. One more time, that's at my period Mike and period i i have a lot of fun on that page interacting with fans i put up polls on there sometimes i'll you know reshare the story i like to do this graphic where i pull a quote from each episode or each guest and have that on a little like have that on like a little template to put on and portray and advertise the show promote it a little bit i also do some snippets pro some clips from youtube as well and just you know overall try and promote the podcast as well show a little bit about myself i'm starting to do these thoughtful thursday post where i kind of share a tip that i get from whatever motivational podcast or things that i listen to and just kind of share some advice back with you guys as well so be sure to go follow that you can also follow me at twitter at underscore noah alvarez and that's another good way to interact with me now before we get into this week's guest did want to remind you guys to go check out popple.co p-o-p-l.co it's a attachment that goes onto the back of your phone. Let's say you're like me and have a podcast and you want to promote the podcast whenever you meet someone new. Well, you attach that to the back of your phone. You set up what you want to show on the app when you download the Popple app. And let's say I want to promote the Spotify page, the SoundCloud page, my Instagram page for the uh, podcast, as well as my, my YouTube page for the podcast. So I put those on the screen and then whenever I tap my back of the phone, when it has the attachment on to someone else's back of the phone, regardless if they have Popple or not, it'll show up on their screen exactly what I program it to. So it's great for, you know, entrepreneurs, people who have who write books, people who have YouTube channels, Instagram models, that kind of stuff. It's all going to be constructive for you guys. Be sure to use promo code LOCKER for 20% off if you're interested in using that product. That's promo code LOCKER for 20% off at popple.co. Also, be sure to check out PhoenixFit, FNXFIT.com for all your fitness supplement needs. They got pre-workouts, post-workouts, BCAAs, and a whole lot more. They also got these CBD gummies that are really dope and really helpful, and they help me get some of my best sleep. Be sure to use promo code MyMikeAndI with the letter N for 15% off on every single purchase. That's my Mike and I with the letter N. So my Mike, the letter N, I, for 15% off. And the cool thing about PhoenixFit, Every purchase you make, one gallon of water gets donated to people across the globe through their live program. Be sure to check out phoenixfit.com, check out their live program, and use promo code Fe- or not Phoenix, promo code my Mike and I for any purchase you would like to make on that site. Now, drum roll please. This week's guest on episode 117 features the one and only Richie Rich out of Orange County. Well, actually, he's bounced around, so... He does, you know, he's, he's called Orange County home, but growing up, we talked about how much he moved, and we talked a lot about his music career, too, and how he got that started, and a lot of different things, too, how becoming a father changed his life, but yeah, really interesting and really dope conversation I had, and I enjoyed conversating with him, so I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did recording it. 
without further ado, hope you enjoy the interview I had with Richie Rich. We really appreciate you again for taking the time out of your day to hop on the show again. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me come here. It's a good opportunity, man. When did you first get um, your interest in music? Ooh, okay. So this happened a long time ago. It started when I was probably about like nine. Mm-hmm. Like I've always listened to music because my mom, like she's young, like my mom had me at 15. Mm-hmm. So when she, when I was with her all the time, like I was her role dog. Yeah. So we would like, you know, she would be bumping like, you know, like all the old gems, yeah. you know, Frankie J and stuff like that, you know, so I kind of grew up on that. But then once it got to a hard point, like in my life, because I went through a lot of like, I had the good, I was up here, but then once my dad got deported, things kind of went crazy. Mm. So with music, she gave me a notebook. Oh. She was like, take this notebook and like everything that you can't express, because if you don't have anybody to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, just write your feelings down. So that's kind of where it started. Damn, that's good that she taught you that like yeah. really early. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something I didn't realize what it would be to what it is now. Mm-hmm. Like that that gap to now, but it, it also shows a lot of improvement from what I've done. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's love, man. Yeah, because even aside from making music, I, I really like took up writing as far as just journaling how, my, how I feel, especially when I feel yeah. like really angry, really sad, yeah. or just really like mixed emotions. Yeah. Writing it down, whether you share it with people or not, like it... It, it feels it, so good. It does. Just, it yeah. does. It, it's 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 kind of like a a way to get just get away and just let it go. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but obviously not let it go. Be like just either learn from it or just have that as something that you helped you push through that process. Right. So yeah. that's kind of what it was. And then ever since then, like it went from writing down how I felt, and then like I would listen to like poetry. Mm. And I don't know, like poetry just became my thing. Like yeah. I would always write poems. Like I lived in San Diego. I lived in Brea like from like a year difference mm-hmm. so when I moved like I was always like all mm-hmm. over the place so writing poetry was like different types of like environments that I was in mm-hmm. kind of helped express that too and then it just turned into music dang okay so yeah how did the moving affect you like, now in hindsight and you can look back on it how did the moving so much as a kid growing up affect you oh man a lot I it, as a as a man now mm-hmm. it it's like how do I can explain. The best way I can say is like I've always been like, this is where we're gonna stay for a little bit here. Then we're gonna move here. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I lose like a shirt or if I lose like a some nice shoes that I had, mm-hmm. it's like don't hold like don't hold that. Just keep moving forward. Yeah. So as a person now, it's like I try to move forward with everything as much as I like as I can. Yeah. Because of that process. But other than that, it's also maybe being like strong to like work on my own and. Make sure I take care of the bills and take care of my son because I have a son. Yeah. So it's just, that's what it taught me, honestly. Mm-hmm. Responsibility. And, yeah, okay, that yeah, too. Responsibility. Huh? And I feel like you can adapt a little bit quicker too because you're yeah. always, you're always, you're used to moving. So yeah, it, it, it definitely, man. I mean, it just, when you're all over the place, like from, especially if, like going from a state to a different state mm-hmm. and just hearing a whole, seeing a whole different vibe of people. Yeah. Especially, I mean, being in California and then going to Arizona, like people were like, oh, that's Cali boy right there. I mean, I didn't know how that felt, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was just different, but, like, I learned a little bit of that over there, and then, obviously, I came back, so mm-hmm. learned a bit of everywhere. Com- lived in Compton. Damn. Where else have you lived, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, shoot. That's <laughs> a it's a long list. Santa Ana, Garden Grove, Anaheim, Brea, San Diego, uh, Compton, Arizona. What part of Arizona? Phoenix. Okay. So I lived in Phoenix for, like, two years when I was in high school. Uh-huh. Um, I lived in Vegas for a little bit. Dang. Uh... I can think of right now. Yeah. 
Have you been consistent, like, where you stay, or just... We moved from Santa Ana to Orange, and then I went to school in Sacramento for two years after oh, community dope. college, that's but those dope. are the only places I live. But I know even just moving from Santa Ana to Orange, and that's one city over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I remember I was uh, about to go... I was, like, in middle school, so preteens. Yeah. But I remember I was, like, super pissed at my parents, you know? I was like, oh, like, why are we... You know, I'm leaving my friends from elementary school. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I remember first moving here, and I was, like, I was reluctant to, you know, isolate myself change. a little bit more. Exactly. I was yeah, reluctant to, the, to change. the change. Yeah. Yeah, and then the difference, too, because I remember I talked about it with a previous guest. Uh-huh. In high school, I felt like I connected with other, like, out-of-towners. Like, my best friend, he was he was from Watts, and he grew up in Riverside a little bit, too. So that's, like, completely opposite. You yeah. Know what I mean? You have, like, nothing over there compared to, like, a big city with, like, a yeah. bunch, of thing, bunch of activity always going on. Mm-hmm. And a few other friends, too, that were from out-of-town, because I noticed, especially in the area that I grew up in, yeah. like, they developed, a lot of the kids, if they grew up from elementary school together, they developed those cliques. Yeah. And they were, like, more hesitant to bring someone in. So, like, my better friends were yeah. also kids who grew up not in the city of, of Orange, you know? Yeah, I, I feel what you mean. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, being in high school, like, when you have your little group, it's, like, you're always trying to, like, make yourself look good in, in that group, obviously, to other people. So, to, like, let somebody else in, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little more. You got to earn kind of, like, the respect in high school. Yeah. But, I mean, me being all over the place, it was just, like, I was always, like, an easy person to talk to. Like, I was never, like, shy or, like... <clears throat> afraid to talk right so i mean it kind of made it a little bit easier mm-hmm. that's natural to me. yeah <laughs> <laughs> luckily uh-huh. so when did the journaling and poetry evolve into wanting to make music was at one point or was it kind of like a slow evolution mm. well, where can i say it really originated because a long time ago like when i when i got to the point that i really liked music mm-hmm. i was in brea and i was like recording myself like on a macbook okay. it was my godparents i was staying with my godparents for like the summer because I would stay with them every summer and like do different things because mm-hmm. my life my parents weren't so stable so I stayed with them and when I was there I remember I have I still have a video of it it's just crazy it's like 12 years ago and I'm just like chilling like rapping to myself talking about applesauce like, <laughs> just like some <laughs> random crazy stuff yeah and then I'm like and then I'm I remember I moved to back to Garden Grove for like the school year and there was like this studio um, that I knew about through my friend mm-hmm. and so I was like oh, alright yeah I'm cool I'm down like I was in high school. I didn't really have any money or anything like that. I didn't know things cost. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, it was you just like, up, so yeah. it was just like, yeah, I showed up. And then I got introduced to the people. And then I guess the people that were there at that time, they were like, oh yeah, like there's this guy for that comes here all the time. Oh. So I didn't, I didn't even know who he was. Never met him, never yeah. did anything at the time. But they would talk about it because they were like, oh yeah, we got good equipment. Let's do all mm-hmm. that. So I did record part of a song, but I never processed because like, or I never did anything with it because this guy's name was Matthew. And he was like, yeah, man, you got to give me some money. I was like, I'm in high school, man. I don't, got, I don't got money. like, And that's I asked my parents or something, you know what I mean? So it went from that point, and then I just went from just, just always writing my stuff and mm-hmm. the, like listening to beats and like writing stuff down. Yeah. And then where it really, like, where it really went into depth where I was in the studio, like, I was always searching for a studio, but, like, I didn't know, like, where to go, the mm-hmm. people, the connections. So then my mom was like, oh, I just called recording places. I was like, no, nah, mom, I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. It's like out of my environment, you know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't like so like comfortable at the time of like doing that, you know? So I was like, I went out to HB one night. I met this guy named Chris. He's my buddy still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, we just connected. He was a cool person. Like we we're talking about music. He's like, yeah, man, I got a little studio. Like oh, nice. come to the crib, we'll, we'll kick it, smoke a little something, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was like, all right, cool, you know, like, that'd be down. And he had a good vibe. Because with people, like, I feel vibes, you know, like, energy. I don't uh-huh. know, like, what it is about me. Uh-huh. But, like, I can feel, like, if someone's a like, chill person, I'm like, all right, I can trust, like, 
that start, you know? Mm-hmm. So I went to his crib and we started recording some music and then like, it was nothing like, oh yeah, like that was like crazy good, but it was like, damn, like this is a good feeling. Yeah. And then I made this song called, uh, what was it called? It wasn't Poppin' Bottles, it was one before that. And they played it, it's called Trippin'. Mm-hmm. It's, on, it's on my SoundCloud. Okay. Yeah, so I made Trippin' and then like, I went and met another friend, a DJ, mm-hmm. through that guy, through my friend Chris, because we would always go out all the time. And then the DJ was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I was like, hey, can you play my song? Yeah. And then he was like, oh, send it to me. You know, next time you guys come out, like, I'll play it. Like, I'll take a listen first, and then next time when we come out, if it's good, I'll play it. So then I went to Sharky's that other, like, probably, like, a week after. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah, that's a good song, man. So, like, he played it while we were there. Nice. So I was like, all right. And I see people, like, you know, enjoying the vibe and they'll turn up. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, and then he was like, hey, but the quality's not all the way there. Like, you okay. need to have a certain amount for like it to sound good especially with these types of speakers and all mm. that stuff you know right the mastering so, part yeah right. the mastering part so i was like okay like you know i don't know too much i don't know about that stuff like mm-hmm. music's just i like to write the lyrics and <laughs> yeah, rap yeah. It, you know what i mean <laughs> yeah so then he's like i have a guy that i can introduce you to uh-huh. you know he used to do work for death records and blah 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 so i was like okay you know and he had a good vibe about it. i'm like all right cool i'm, I'm down he's like, it's gonna cost you some money mm-hmm. but it's like you can take that opportunity and mm-hmm. then you can you know it's up to you He's like, and it would come out really good. So then I got in contact with that person, got the pricing and everything, and just started making music from right there in an actual like professional studio, which with an engineer and everything. So yeah. I was like, oh man, this is like always been my dream. Like I literally like have it tatted on me before. Oh shit, yeah, before the mic and the headphones. Yeah, so like music's always just been like mm-hmm. good uh, uh, outlet. I was right. say. Yeah. So yeah, it was fun, man. Was this after high school or right? Like, this was high so it was in the process. Like I went all the way to being out of high school, and this is I probably said like a year ago. Like okay. I was like actual and actually in like a professional studio. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah. Was, Dang, okay, so you're really like relatively new to this, right? Yeah, like it's been a year, but like if you if you listen to like my last five uh, four songs that I put out on on SoundCloud and mm-hmm. Spotify and Apple Music and everything. It's called Nowhere Near Perfect, which is the band right, right here. Um, I, I started, like, really good and, like, kind of... I felt like... It, like I kind of got cocky about things, like, with myself, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, I went through, like, a time where I was just, like... I'm, 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 I'm the shit, you know? I'm irreplaceable and all that. Like, even with my job, like, I was like, oh, yeah, like, watch. Like, you guys aren't going to find people. So I kind of got un- yeah. in over my head because I thought I was cool. And then uh, I kind of went on a downfall. Like, I quit mm-hmm. my job and, like kind of like went through like depression like and it was like a, it was a tough time because i didn't have money i didn't have like yeah. things and i was like i have responsibilities right i have a kid like so it took me a cool minute but have you ever been through depression before yeah honestly like i don't tell a lot of people this but like 18 through 20 was like a really dark time for me for hey sure. and 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 i can agree with you on those yeah. things it's just maybe a different timing but when i was when i didn't go through it with people i would always point out like oh like you're depressed like just get over it like smile yeah. be happy oh, like yeah, yeah. you know you tell people that like but when you actually go through it and you like feel it mm-hmm. it's way different right right yeah you know, so I went through it and then I kind of like, went through a dark time and just any money that I could get I'd like, like I'm gonna put this in gas I'm gonna go out to HP mm-hmm. I'm gonna turn up I can get some free drinks so I kind of like started drinking a lot mm. so I went through like that binge and then I was remember it being Father's Day. I don't, this is nobody knows this. Like nobody knows this. Period. Like yeah. I don't ever have never told nobody. But uh-huh. it was Father's Day, and my son's mom took me out to to eat. You know, mm-hmm. and I remember just like I had smoked, and I was like, man, like I'm faded. Like I don't have no money in my pocket. 
if my son wanted like something little like to buy a toy that was like yeah. two three dollars i was like i can't even do something like that like i honestly like mm-hmm. being stuck in depression i like i felt even more like a piece of shit but yeah it was kind of like a wake-up call like like don't worry get back to work do what you got to do and hope for the best yeah so then i just started doing that man i'm just yeah started working some jobs that I really didn't like Yeah. because I had to get back into the groove again. And then I think that's humbling for a lot of, because I'm at a job right now that yeah. I don't want to say I don't like, but it's not where I want to be. It's not where you want to be. But and if like, you just feel like yourself, you have to humble yourself a little bit more and ground yourself a little bit more yeah. and kind of know that you have to put up with this, not forever, but just for this certain amount just of time put, period. Just put that time in. Yeah. And I work construction, bro. So I, I used to work at a car wash before and I was like doing sales and I was making, it was good money for me at the time. From going from that and not having to do like hard ground baking work, like yeah. I started working like doing uh, construction. Yeah, I was doing demolition and I wasn't getting paid what I was getting paid before, uh-huh. and it was way harder work. Yeah, yeah, that's some so, physical labor. Oh, fuck, man, <laughs> that shit. Like, it was like I had I had to wake up early, early, like mm-hmm. four in the morning, be there at work, go all the way till two thirty or maybe three sometimes, mm-hmm. and it was just so different. But I was like. I have responsibilities I gotta take care of you know what I mean so it was like yeah. I'm gonna stay focused to get this done and try to get what I wanna be you know mm-hmm. so you you know how it feels like you said yeah it just you gotta humble yourself and like remember like what you come from and you can have everything but you can really not have it all you know mm-hmm. just like that's why the brand is nowhere near perfect yeah that's so nice. that's why that song I felt like that song out of all the four songs I, I had five but I had a it was like a difficult time uploading this other song because I had put it out previously mm-hmm. before the EP. Was it the Moneybags one? No, it was the intro one. Okay. It was the intro. I have a video for it and everything. It's on YouTube. Okay. Um, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, when I put it out and like a lot of like the feedback that I got was like that nowhere near perfect. Like even like people that were like, like way older than me, like they were like, that song really helped me out. Like, mm-hmm. and to actually feel that connection with people like, like oh it helped you like actually someone like call uh, called me through a uh, video chat and I didn't even know who they were oh sure. and they were like hey like you know I was on the on the midst of being suicidal and yeah you know I listened to your song and it made me realize like um, I'll be okay like I could just take some time and I was like yeah that's crazy bro yeah like I mean I'm not no one I'm not nobody big or anything like that but mm-hmm. just to have that like as a person like it's yeah definitely fulfilling and that's the thing too is like sometimes I think we get so caught up in wanting to make it big whether it's artists podcasting or whatever it may be mm-hmm. but I think especially like in any kind of form of art because this is all this is, is right podcasting uh painting all that kind of stuff yeah everything if you but if you could just like relate or touch like one or two a handful of people that mm-hmm. you didn't know beforehand mm-hmm. that's special and that's like the power of this platform or the power of mm-hmm. this um yep, yep. how do you say that the arena or this medium right yeah that you're that you're at like it, it mm-hmm. just feels good right you know what i mean it couldn't be cra- it, could, it could blow up to be something but yeah but to have that connection it just I don't know. I don't know. It hits different. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, I don't forget what exactly what song it was, but I'm a big J. Cole fan. And I think it's High for Hours. Yeah. Where yeah, he yeah. talks about like one of his friends is rapping and he wants to make it big and he's upset that he hasn't made it big yet. But, you know, then J. Cole kind of talks about like, you know, you have this platform to make a, you know, a classic song that could connect with, you know, even if it's five to 10 people, you're touching five to uh, 10, you're touching like you know, five to 10 people that you're people doing that. Yeah, like, exactly. Doesn't matter. Like, I mean, everybody's just, everybody's different, you know? So. Mm-hmm that's that's why when I say nowhere near perfect it's like I could be the best me I can be mm-hmm. I'm still gonna make mistakes regardless yeah 
I'm still going to continue to learn things because I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. And just try to be my best, you know? Yeah. That, that's pretty much what it is. And because my mom had me at such a young age, at 15, so it was like, that song kind of like, there's a part where I say, um, but my son made me realize that it's not too late, I could do what it takes, get my foot on the gas, no brakes. Mm-hmm. My mom had me at such a young age, she like, she's a kid having a kid, you know? Yeah. So it was like, but my son made me realize I could do what it takes. That part, I put it into like, for me, because I was going through a dark time, mm-hmm. and my son made me realize, like, I could really do what it, you know, what it takes. Mm-hmm. And then in her position, when she's so young, but she could still do what it takes to be a great mom. Yeah. Regardless of what she has or what she has to offer, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. How old is your son now? He's three, man. He's Dang. getting big, bro. Like, man, that kid's happy. He's a happy kid, though. That's, that's like good. That's what I always prayed and hoped for, man, that I just had a healthy kid. and. Mm-hmm. He was happy, and that's exactly what I got. Yeah. <laughs> and he's good looking, luckily. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay, there you go. Yeah. How did having a, a child, and especially a son, change your life? Oh, man. I could, majorly, like, I mean, I'm crazy. Like, you don't realize it till you actually have it. Mm-hmm. But while, while having that process happen, mm-hmm. I was, like, scared, nervous, and, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. So, like... I was just preparing myself like as much as I could mm-hmm. and just praying man just hoping like that things come out the right way and not missing a, a doctor appointment or yeah. like not missing any little opportunity like oh and even when when he was like you know when she, my baby mom was pregnant I would you know play music for her and like just do all that stuff like I yeah. would even read to her stuff like just random stuff you know what I mean yeah because like I was like when my son gets when he's born I want him to be a part of music so but one thing I really, really learned is patience. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Patience. Because in the beginning, it's tough. Like, when people say it's tough, like, it's tough. Yeah. And it's not like your whole life changes. You got to just stop, and it doesn't matter. It's not about you no more. It's about that one. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, when you have a kid, you, have, you don't have any kids? No, I don't have any kids. Oh, you plan to? I, I do plan to, yeah. Yeah. When you, when, you, when you feel love, like, from your parents, mm-hmm. it's just like, you enjoy that, obviously, but when you have a kid, and... You just develop this type of love that, like, mm-hmm. it's inseparable, honestly. Yeah. Especially having a kid. Like, a son, like, I mean, a son, especially having a son because, I mean, I wanted a daughter at first, but then, like, I was like, I never had a dad. So, like, mm. my opportunity to be with having a son mm-hmm. and be there for him and do everything that I didn't get to have, yeah, like, that will, like, That's make huge. me even more happier, you know? Yeah. Cause Regardless. You break, you break the cycle. You know? Exactly. So, I did break the cycle. And now, me and my son's relationship, it's like... He always wants to be with me. Like, I take him to the studio sometimes. Hey. Every music video that I've shot, he's always... Except for the first Poppin' Bottle, which I'm not really too crazy about it. On song, <laughs> I, I, I was learning. I was adapting. Yeah. But every other song that I've done a, a video for, he's always been there. Like, he's right. always in the process. Like, and even when I'm at home, like, writing music, and he just sits there... And then his favorite song is mm-hmm. Moneybags. Nice. Okay. He, he's, he knows the hook, actually. Yeah? Yeah, he sings it to me. <laughs> and then we'll be driving in the car, and he's like, Dad, put Moneybags. Oh, I'm like, that's oh, cute. okay, okay, yeah, I, I like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it, it's it's a great feeling, man. Mm-hmm. Especially because, like I said, I didn't have what I had. And being able to do that, and then just teach him to be better than what I am. Yeah. Give him all the tools that I didn't have. He's going to be definitely a better man than me. Yeah. 100%. I'm not going to try to let that fail <laughs> yeah exactly no that's, yeah. that's wonderful man and yeah even though i don't have kids now i got to work at an after school program in, in garden grove and honestly like that very similarly obviously it's not my kids but that 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 changes my life because i got to meet kids that were just like me 
Yeah. I work with middle school age kids, so I feel like that's a really tough it, yeah. era because, you know, they're, they're neutralizing. Mm-hmm. They're neutralizing. Yeah, and they're trying to become themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to break off from friend groups, but sometimes they still feel like they need to be with friend, certain friends. And, you know, they're just figuring out more about themselves and yeah, what they're about. Exactly. And, you know, like sometimes the conversations I would have with these kids, man, like I, I feel like I wasn't saying a whole lot, but then, like, the next day, like, they were so, like, attached at the hip, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, like, but you you don't realize is that it means so much more to them because right. their their innocence is so much less, yeah. you know what I mean? We have, I mean, we, we've already seen how the world is, you know yeah. I mean? We know how things work. But they're so innocent that they just see, like, you know, you being that figure mm-hmm. and being there around and spending that time, it goes a long way. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why I try to do that with my son. Mm-hmm. The time, it's all right. it is, bro. And, and, like, the same thing you said with your son is, like, I, I hope these kids, you know, I hope I gave them all the tools I can for the year, year and a half. And I still talk to a few of them because they're in high school now. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. I hope. Yeah. And th- I was bummed because I was going to coach this year in high school for some of my kids out of high school in Santiago. Okay. And so, okay, okay. you know, cool. I was looking forward to that, still connecting with certain kids that were going there. But, obviously, COVID's going to delay that. Hopefully, I still get to do I that. Know. I know. I hope you get that opportunity. Yeah. Bro. But it's, you know, I hope I gave them all the tools and continue to give them the tools to be better men yeah. than I am, you know, because I know yeah. I'm not perfect, kind of like your album and your and the song and everything. Yep. I just feel like you got to, it's nice when you're able to give back and it's cool because exactly. like these kids will start to look up to you. And like I said, once I realized I had that kind of platform, I'm mm-hmm. just like, oh shit, I got to use this for good. Yeah, of you know course. I mean? And that's, that, that's a good thing. Like, that's just what this world really needs right now, man. Yeah. Dealing with this craziness, like this racism and this... Yeah this COVID stuff like it's just like I feel like this year in 2020 I've learned so much of history that I was never really taught bro yeah like I've learned things that I didn't expect that I would even learn because of everything that's going on Mm -hmm. and it's like a big eye opener at the same time and I don't know man I just wish people could be a little bit more happier man yeah we don't live that long bro Mm -hmm. like it's it's really not worth it yeah but I mean, people grow up differently. Mm-hmm. They have their views. They're taught certain things. Yeah. That's just, I guess, can't control everything. Right. But And I think a better way to put it is that, like, we don't live that long. But, like, our our lives and ourselves, not to sound, like, pessimistic, but mm-hmm. on the grand scheme of things, like, the grand scheme of this earth and the universe, like, we're only, like, a speck of dust, like, on the timeline. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, Literally. Yeah. And Literally. It's, it's a trip because, like, we like to go hiking over there by, like, Silverado Canyon, Black Star. Oh, I don't that's know, nice. familiar with those hikes. Yeah. But she, my girlfriend Jenny, she did, like, a really cool thing where she, like, researched the history of it. And I guess back in the 1840s, they found silver there. So it was, like, the popping place of the area. Like, everyone migrated over there. There was a lot of mines. I'm and they started mining coal. And I just thought it was crazy. Like, it, it put it into perspective, like, this, in 100 years, like like this could be just like a hiking trail to people like like and none of just, this like the houses could be yeah. gone the, the cars nothing that the happened before would even I mean not that it doesn't matter but yeah. it's just like we're just going through that time so fast exactly it's just like, like yeah, yeah what you mean man yeah, it's so it's just, yeah like why can't we just like you said enjoy it more spread more love See, spread more positivity my main thing bro honestly like the what's get what's kept me going through everything mm-hmm. I never used anything that I went through like all the you know instability like mm-hmm. you know my my uh, my parents they were on drugs for a long time for you know mm-hmm. like about nine years of my life it was like it was tough you yeah. know so I never used that as a as a reason to be bad and hold it against anybody else mm-hmm. and make myself a bad person be like oh that's the reason why I always told myself I'm just gonna be happy bro mm-hmm. happy keep it as real as possible even though my mom was doing her things you know what I mean and she always made sure she kept it real with us mm-hmm. so that's kind of like 
what kept me as a person like happy and just keep it real because you never know what could happen bro. Mm-hmm. like all the kinds of stuff happening no you can, I know you, you can be walking down the street and a car fucking didn't stop in time and boom you know what I mean like, it's yeah like, it's not worth it to be angry right especially bro, even, other people <laughs> like some natural disasters like an earthquake could t- yeah. you know we live in California earthquake could you know hit a Man, 9 or a 10 tsunami and yeah, random shit too, you don't you even know what to expect bro yeah I mean like a, a, my cousin he you know, he if you watch the intro video mm-hmm. I made like a dedication part to him because he passed away he was really close with me mm-hmm. um you know he crashed on a motorcycle he never knew that was gonna happen yeah it was, he's on his way to work yeah but you never know it that's why like that. yeah it happens that quick but I don't know like like I said it just has to do with people like being taught those types of things growing mm-hmm. up you know what I mean it's uh, it originated somewhere no one can really locate it where it's originated mm-hmm. exactly but it goes through like you know generation and generation yeah and like I said, like twenty twenty, man, I haven't, I didn't realize all this kind of stuff, like yeah. these statues and stuff, like what these people stood for, and mm-hmm. like, like you said, Black Star Canyon, I didn't know the history behind that, but yeah, it goes a long ways for sure. It does, man. Even like, uh, I think the biggest thing I learned this year that was the biggest eye opener, because I was a big history nerd, the Black Wall Street thing in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I don't know if you heard about that, Mm-mm. but apparently it was like this really prosperous area of Tulsa, mm-hmm. and they just like burned it down. You know what I mean? And like it was, and it was predominantly black owned businesses and. Uh, group, a member of the KKK uh, in that area oh, they damn. burned it down and I, I can't say exactly what year so I don't want to like get that wrong but I yeah. know it was you know between 50 to 70 years ago damn. so you know like that that like was something I never knew that was something that was never taught in our history books and no, I feel like I never knew that a either. lot of the history they teach us especially in the K through 12 is, is very selective right it is it mm-hmm. is it is mm-hmm. I agree yeah and I'm glad they're changing it somewhat because I know like as a kid they're like oh Columbus was a great guy and now Columbus Day is like trying to get that push to become Indigenous Day because people are starting mm-hmm. to re- not even starting to realize, but just more people know because we have access to the, internet yeah. and different things that he wasn't this great we guy. We can do our research way more mm-hmm. than what we were able to do before. Right. But yeah, man, that's something that I, I feel like it's just never going to go away. I mean, I want to be a part of whatever I can do to like make that change because mm-hmm. like I have a song like that I that I had like a freestyle that I had posted up, but I mean, it's like happiness is everything bro yeah. period period just fuck all the bullshit right <laughs> just try to like get along but I mean I saw this other thing too uh, Bill Nye he actually posted like oh, yeah. why people's skin is yeah, different yeah. colors it's just like you know where the equator is at and like you know the balance the sun, that levels, yeah. the sun levels and the balance that we're getting that's why everybody's different right but we're, all, we're all one yeah, we're all the same so, species, bro. Yeah, it's just. I mean, I yeah. wish people can get it together. We'll get it together soon, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you hear that 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 uh that little baby song that he posted out about yeah. everything? That was, it was like two months ago. It was like at the beginning of party, I, maybe. I think I think it was like a month ago or so. Okay, so yeah, relatively but, new. Yeah, uh, actually, yeah, you're right because it was after George Floyd, I believe. After George Floyd, I actually went to a protest. Mm-hmm. I've been going to like a couple when I have the time because mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm I, like I'm busy work and kid yeah. and music's time but like I went to a couple protests and it's like at first I was very skeptical about it because like you know I, I mean I'm, I want to be there to support but I don't know like how people really feel you know yeah so I went and like just listening to the way, the way people express themselves and talk and you hear it you you're just like damn like mm-hmm. this stuff is real like yeah it's not just what you see but it's like people have feelings towards all this stuff mm-hmm. so it's like it's powerful when you're there, man. Yeah, and it's crazy for me, the protests that I've seen, and I was able to put one together, too, with the help of some other podcasters in Orange County. Oh, that's dope. I think it's cool for me to see the amount of diversity that are there, right? 
and they're not even not so much diversity as far as like skin color or ethnicity mm-hmm. and religion but more of like there's a super passionate people right the people who hold up maybe multiple signs people who are always yelling in the mm-hmm. front leading the marches but then there's the people in the back too and while they like you might not see them as active you know like deep down like in their still, heart yeah in it's their still heart. there it's exactly. still there they feel that love. way and that passion exactly and it's cool too when you, even when you see people like when you march through the streets there'll be people who weren't a part of the marches that'll join or people yeah. who'll just who are walking by and they'll they'll wave or they'll raise their fists in the air as a sense yeah. of like unity right and that's their saying like not everyone can march not everyone can be a leader not everyone can be a speaker but like everyone we can all do it together as exactly a team. we can all that, do that together especially and, when like people like like me mm-hmm. like they go in and like they break out of their shell mm-hmm. and they just like open up their 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 their, their uh comfortability towards it yeah and they're just like yeah like you know like i said everybody's you know some people are leaders they're mm-hmm. more out there and having more signs and some people are quiet but they're still there being supportive right but it's just dope when you see people break out of that shell yeah and just be like down like you know i didn't expect that but like yeah, yeah. I, I love that i love the faith and the power in it mm-hmm. so i when i went it made a it, it really touched home to be honest yeah because i mean especially with like police brutality like probably like a year maybe a year and a half ago I was in a situation with like police just like accessing their force damn and I even went to jail oh, for shit. what I didn't know why mm-hmm. stayed in a cell for like was it like 20 hours wow got let out said I had a court day took the day off of work to go to court and they said no you're nothing's in the nothing's in the paperwork like you're good really but it was because damn. my brother had just purchased a new car and I I guess he didn't change the he hadn't changed the name yet because it was the weekend you know oh, okay. DMV's clothes whoever owned the car before had some stuff on it but obviously you can see the mm. picture you can see the difference yeah you know you're like oh this is not this person we even ex- I explained to him many 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 times and they still, still didn't give a, they still didn't care some guy like in an unmarked car no uniform or whatever came and he was like shut up shut up and he's like let's go yeah and I I was like what am I being arrested for like can you tell me I even have a video of the whole thing it's crazy Damn, yeah okay. And I was like, "What are you? What am I being arrested for? Oh, right now, you're being arrested." I'm like, "Yeah, you can't even tell me what it is." Yeah. So they put me in the cop car, and then I was asking the whole time, like, "What am I being detained for?" And never got an answer. You yeah. Know, had to stay in the jail cell. That was like a, that was like wow. Like mm-hmm. I could see what people how they abuse their power. Oh, for sure. Just man. like in that on uh, Andreas case, like yeah, like you all the results come out, but like why do they need to break cameras? Why do they need to do all this like stuff? Because they know that what they did was wrong, you mm-hmm. know, and they try to avoid it. And a lot of them get let off. And it's kind of very frustrating, bro. Because you got to be man. very, like, uh, aggressive about it. Like, when you're like when that situation happened, nobody knows about it. Like, I didn't really, like, push forward to, like, mm-hmm. getting an attorney or doing anything. But it, so it just goes by and it just becomes yeah. a norm for them as officers. But, I mean, not everyone's bad. I've had a, yeah. I've had a lot of nice ones right. you know, that, that look out when you're, like, you know, when you're doing some bad stuff. Yeah. So that, that's the thing too, though. Is like not all of them are bad, but I feel like in that kind of profession, there mm-hmm. needs to be we need to hold them to a higher standard, right? Yeah. So like how I say, and I heard this from like a previous podcast that I was listening to. Um, I forgot the exact name of the podcast, but let's say okay, let's say like seven out of ten are good cops, and there's the three bad apples out of every ten cop you meet, right? Mm-hmm. But let's say you're driving on the freeway, and there's like the freeway bridges. Mm-hmm. What if? seven out of ten, 10 bridges were good but then there's three bad bridges would you want to drive over those bridges if you knew three of them were like faulty faultily made you know what i'm saying you were construction like what if they were like bad construction yeah, no. exactly like I'm so i'm trying to keep my life yeah and you it's the same I mean? thing with like doctors you know you don't want you don't want a 30 percent like death rate. see but with that too that with with that mm-hmm. if you don't have the the good medical care if you have like the basic stuff true you're not gonna get 
what someone gets if they pay like their PPO or whatever. Yeah. Like, and obviously you don't want a bad doctor, but sometimes we're kind of like put into that category regardless. Mm-hmm. But hell no, I would not want no doctor doing an operation if yeah. I knew they weren't solid. Mm-hmm. It's like someone that's new, they still got to break open, but they still need time to develop. Like, yeah. no, I wouldn't take my chances. Yeah. So, so I just, actually, yeah. like my bad, I mean, it cut okay. you all, but the nurse that actually delivered my son mm-hmm. was her first delivery ever. Oh, wow. So I've actually been through that experience and it was actually like... It was smooth? It was it smooth. Was smooth yeah. Luckily, like, thank God, like, yeah. it was smooth. So yeah, I, I know how that feels. Yeah. I mean, no, I would not want to drive over that bitch, period. Yeah, exactly. So I just think the the police force as a whole, because like you said, not all of them are bad. Mm-hmm. I don't even think 50% of them are bad, but just they can't be like some bad apples because I've learned too that their unions are really strong. And then like you said too, they'll take advantage of, you know, these people from lower income areas that mm-hmm. don't really have the resources to, you know, attack them with attorneys exactly. or lawyers. And, exactly. And, and that's, you know, that's the saddest thing about George Floyd and, and Trayvon Martin and all these other people that have been gunned down. so much stuff, man. Mm-hmm. There's so much. You know, I just remember, like, the first... Uh, it was 2014, I think, when Trayvon Martin... Uh, was it George Zimmerman, his name? The guy who killed him? I, To be honest, that situation, I don't really know the details. Okay. I only, the only one I remember is uh, that one guy that was outside, like, you know, like, we had, like, some cigarettes. He was selling cigarettes. Outside oh, the store. yeah, yeah. Eric uh, Garner. Eric really. Garner. Yeah. When I seen that, oh, man, that's sad, bro. Yeah. That's, like... I would, like you want to you get sad instantly mm-hmm. and then you just get angry right away yeah and you're just like why mm-hmm. so what you were saying I was just gonna say I think the family you know when they lost the the case and mm-hmm. George Zimmerman was able to walk free like dude it was I remember that was like the first time I remember seeing so many like protests and yeah and seeing like so people, many people angry and the upset. rise exactly there was no video of that one I believe but it was just like what like how is this guy gonna get off free like you know I mean he just like murdered this teenage you know kid and, and the crazy. same thing with all the other ones, man. Even when the George Floyd video first, like, dropped, I remember, like, scrolling through the timeline. And, and, and like, I guess kind of to what you say, like, sometimes you act with emotion, so you don't want to, like, watch things at a certain time. Yeah. But I remember, like, you know, seeing the caption was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this fucking happened or something like Something outrageous. And outrageous that like, caught your attention. Yeah, caught my attention. And I remember stopping by it. And you know how it shows you the still image before it plays? Yeah. And I'm just like, bro. Like it really looks his, bad. Knee, his knee was on his neck, and I'm just like, oh, I already like, damn, I already know what's gonna happen. I can't watch this right now. I forgot where I was exactly, yeah. but I was just like, I I gotta like watch this at a different time. I, I'm I ready. watched it on the way to taking my kid to school, like right before I took off, and then I remember just driving the whole way, and then I was like, t- I I talked to my kid about every situation, like, yeah. stuff like this, and I was like, Papa, always be nice to everybody, yeah. like do you know do your nice deeds to everybody, like just don't ever be mean. Mm-hmm. So I always teach him that and. When I watched that, I was just driving, and I was just like, man, like, I don't, it's, it's heartbreaking, bro. Yeah. Like, it, it hits you in a way that you don't even know what, how to express. Right. Let me, let me speechless like that, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I, I wish, I never saw that. <laughs> yeah, no, because it, it goes to the opposite of the spectrum. You Like you were saying, I mm-hmm. wish everyone was happy. I wish the same thing. I think every, I wish everyone could spread happiness. But yeah. there's some people in this world that are just, like, can be so cold. They could be so heartless. It's... It could be downright evil sometimes. And it's like, damn, mm-hmm. yo, like what and, and working with kids i understand like the development process i think a lot yeah. of it is nature but i think a lot more of it is nurture yeah right? it, like the environment you've grown up in when you miss out on something that you should naturally have especially mm-hmm. like when you have a kid it takes two people yeah you know what i mean you miss out on either side mm-hmm. you look you search for that as you get older mm-hmm. and then it can either lead you on a bad route or it can lead you on a good route yeah because you're like you want to be the opposite of having not having what you had or you can use that as an like as an excuse. I would I don't say as an excuse, 
but you can use that and lean to the bad route and be like involved mm-hmm. in some stuff that you shouldn't be involved in yeah and that's where that kind of stuff happens you know mm-hmm. and so. i would even go further i think you know obviously it takes two people to raise a kid like a, it's a particular home mm-hmm. but i think the more positive role models you could put in front of your like kid mm-hmm. at whatever age Who you involve yourself with exactly i think that exactly. is huge too because like i looked up to a lot of my coaches growing up playing different sports yeah um a lot i used a lot of them i had a really good godfather a few good godfathers that i looked up to um, some good, good uncles some good cousins you yeah know that mean? helps a lot exactly so i feel like getting put into those certain scenarios and having those people involved in my life definitely like benefited me for the best because i got some things from my parents but i also know i got some things from my godfather some mm-hmm. things from this football coach you took all the good traits exactly you, you know, know what i mean? mean you learn there's just different comfortabilities that we have like there's some stuff that like i would tell my mom that i wouldn't tell this other person mm-hmm. some stuff that i would tell this other person that i wouldn't tell my mom because mm-hmm. you know like you feel like judgment and stuff like that so it's like there's different comfortabilities of having that that, that plays a long role in it too right so and then it's always good to get back like you've been doing so like mm-hmm. you see how you had those influences yeah now you're doing what you're doing and giving it back and that's right. good mm-hmm. that's how things should be mm-hmm. but i mean it's a cold world yeah <laughs> But sticking with the same topic, who are some of those role models you had in your life? Oh, uh, I would say I, it was tough, man. Like, I really didn't. I had my godfather, mm-hmm. but once we moved to, like, Arizona, obviously the relationship wasn't there. So I had my godfather. And then at the same time, I had my mom's boyfriend. He was, like, on drugs, but he mm-hmm. was, like, he had a big heart, and I could see that, you know? So I would say him, he taught me to be a man, like, I remember being in in middle school, man, and like you said, like we were talking about earlier, it's like you're you're at that that adapting point to learning to be who you are. Mm-hmm. And he came like that was the time that he came in my life in middle school, and I was like a little sissy, man. Like somebody's gonna bully me, and I'm gonna let them. Like I wasn't, oh, okay. I wasn't tough. Mm-hmm. So he taught me like, don't be scared. Like you know, if you can't do it, like make tell yourself you could do it, and just mm-hmm. be strong. So that's I, it definitely him for sure. Mm-hmm. Changed me to be, made me be a man, mm-hmm. not afraid. <laughs> There you go. And then as far as, like, musically... Musically? Who um, were some inspirations for you to kind of, like, that inspired you to write the way you did? Oh, I would definitely say Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. Lil Wayne's always been, like, a day one, like, person that I will always lean to. And Fora, too, for real. Like, mm-hmm. Fora, like, when I remember when he was, like, coming up and making his way to where he's at now, there was a lot of songs that, like, I would listen to and, like, I would relate to. I'm like, damn, like, he's talking about his dad. Like, mm-hmm. I would start tearing up, man, and just, like... So just having that having that real story but also having that creativity from like little wayne like his his metaphors like hit way different than anybody else's mm-hmm. so i what to me was like i want to like have a dope metaphor and like have a real way of explaining what i'm talking about mm-hmm. so like when i went with nowhere near perfect when i was doing that song i was like i was listening to what i was going on like i listened to a couple songs of like wayne and like uh who else would i say uh, definitely Tupac too for sure like I listen to like that that real raw stuff mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. I keep it real and like I just write bro like and it just keeps me like mm-hmm. keeps the creativity alive for sure mm-hmm. but yeah you, what about you a lot, I, I would say a lot man I, I really like Nas like I really Nas. liked his album Illmatic yeah I feel like he was one of the greater storytellers in like hip hop throughout yeah. history I feel you but I also drew a lot of inspiration from the game more current uh, J Rock, I don't know if you're familiar with yeah, him. Yeah, J Rock is dope too. Yeah, his recent album like really hit home. I felt like that was a really good one. There's a few other artists too, like that had 
maybe not their whole discography, but like Mac Miller's The Divine Feminine. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if you ever listened to that one, but that yeah. one was like when he was in love with Ariana Grande. Yeah. That was crazy. Like I never heard an album about love like that. The yeah. way he described it, it just like, oh, like that that's kind of like how I feel when I'm in love. Yeah, exactly. And so that was super cool, like, to hear that. Yeah. And, and, I, and like, Mac Miller, I wasn't huge on, like, I like some of his songs, but I remember that one, I was like, oh, I'm, like, all in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and there's a few other ones, A Tribe Called Quest, you know, like, a few Who's of their that? older... A Tribe Called Quest, you don't oh, know Oh, man, you gotta no. put me on, man. I, I try to listen okay. to as much as I can, but... Yeah, it's a 90s, I mean, it's a group from the 90s. I gotta take a look. My yeah. brother, see what helps out, too, honestly, with music? Yeah. My brother, he's he's younger than me. He's just turned 21. Mm-hmm. He likes all that, like, you know, like, the 80s, 90s, like, yeah. hip-hop. So he'll show me a lot of stuff, and then, like, I don't know, I can't be, like, Big L. Mm-hmm. Big L, like, I, I like a lot of his songs, you know, like, mm-hmm. just that raw, like, material, bro. It's yeah. Just, that real, real shit, you know? Yeah. I'll <laughs> so, definitely shoot you some of Tribe Called Quest. They're very, send like, it, bro. Send they're it. very jazzy. They definitely, you know, when you, like, look at Bigger Picture, I've read a few books on hip-hop and, like, documentaries and stuff like that because I'm into the documentary kind of things. Yeah. But, like, Tribe Called Quest definitely, like, created a new lane for people like Tyler, the Creator, and Odd Future. Because, um, like, I think, like, for the most part, like, hip-hop was all about, like, um, you know, it was either like gangster rap, like on the West Coast, mm-hmm, right? Definitely. And it was like, you know, NWA. And or other times we were just yeah. like, you know, spin the truth. Like, even Run DMC, they were very like, you know, what's going on in our area and that kind of stuff. But like, I feel like a tribe called Quest was more of like that, like, like the influence to lo fi. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they were yeah. like, the in, like the introduction to like being chill on a rap song. Yeah. And like, you can just kick back and like, not like stress, not party not like be too high but you're like more on the come down but it's like yeah. something you can bob your head to for sure and it's like i don't know there's some like really like good yeah. a tribe called quest song I, I gotta, you gotta show me man show me yeah. some stuff but with little wayne like you know that song i felt like dying like yeah. you know i'm like when i was depressed man like listen to that song but like he's like uh, okay i'm stuck in the bubble like how do i like get myself out like i'm in mm-hmm. marijuana dreams floating on an island like yeah it's just like you feel that type of way because you, you're trying to get back to what you want to be right so that song um I mean, there's there's so many. There's a, there's yeah. a whole catalog that he has. Even the song yeah, you know. with he did with Eminem called No Love. No Love. That was a, a good one. Yeah, like, you know, I got blood in my eyes and hate in my heart. Like, yeah. Love in my, like, all those lyrics, man, like, it mm-hmm. just, you really feel that type of stuff. Yeah. So that's why I said that type of creativity is where I kind of go with my stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would say new artist-wise, Lil Baby is, like, super dope. Like, mm-hmm. I like the way his flow is and that he's, like what he talks about he keeps it real too mm-hmm. just like that song we were talking about earlier yeah but then he can also make up some like turn up stuff like yeah or i'm gonna go get some money today and do yeah. my thing so it's like that's how i try to work be as an artist like like my first song is savage then you have nowhere near perfect mm-hmm. and then you have uh what's the other one going up for the night and then you have big bag mm-hmm. so with savage it's more like i'm gonna be a savage but i don't give a fuck like you know yeah. like, you're gonna see what i'm talking about with my how i'm savage mm-hmm. then you have nowhere near perfect where it's like it hits home. It's like I've been through this shit. Like I've been through these times of points in my life, but and I'm nowhere near perfect. But I'm gonna be the best that I can be to make shit happen. Yeah. And then you have big bag. Big bag is like you know I'm gonna work today. I'm gonna go get some money mm-hmm. so I can go and turn up and do some things. And then you have I'm going up for the night. It's like I'm already turning up and I, yeah. I want to play some stuff like I can drink to and chill. So mm-hmm. I, I as an artist I try to be very versatile on like what I do mm-hmm. and like I'm trying new things like. Nobody knows, but I have a Spanish song that's already that's nice. already done. I have like some like step up. Like, do you know who Doughboy Tony is? Yeah, Doughboy. And yeah, I, I, see, I see them on there. Yeah. I see, yeah, okay. And uh, we have a song together that we're doing. That's more of like a like like a dance like step up, like some shit. Like I'm nice. gonna come out All and like right. I'm gonna like we're gonna rock you like in this yeah, type of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I have another song too. It's called Money, but 
it's coming out soon. It's more of like, it's more of like, I started an album, but and that's the beginning track, and that shit just okay. The way it goes in, bro, it's like I'm pulling up and I'm sipping. Mm-hmm. Like you already know how well I'm living. It's like yeah. I'm gonna give you some like relentless type shit uh-huh. in that song. So it's like I try to be versatile with everything, bro, mm-hmm. and just have an open mind and not like. Like when I was in the studio and like and I like tried like auto tune for the first time, yeah, I was like, oh no, man! Like <laughs> I always like hated rappers that use auto tune. Like they always like felt like they can't really rap, but uh-huh. and then I tried it and you see a different perspective and I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that shit sounds dope, man. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I feel like I'm like a little Travis Scott or something. Yeah. So it's just being trying to be open minded, definitely for sure. That's what pushes pushes me in music. Having a new goal, new uh, obstacle, mm-hmm. new opportunity that I want to like try to hit. Mm-hmm. Like with the Spanish stuff, like right. No one's gonna. I don't even speak Spanish, but I learned the lyrics. <laughs> really? I learned okay. the lyrics. Okay. So I mean, it's it's just memorization. Yeah. Jay Z. Jay Z's been a has been a big, big, big part of like, a, a music for me too. Uh, Lil Wayne, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Jay Z taught me that eighteen times is the father of rep- repetition. Mm-hmm. If you can say something eighteen times, all the way through, you will never forget it. Damn, eighteen times. 18 is that times. what it is? Yeah. I and every time I, I write my, my verses <laughs> I write my verses and I'll say it eighteen times I'll say it over and over. Yeah. Any song that I have ever made, I have it I don't forget. Like I gotta start doing that with like important dates and birthdays because I'd be forgetting those all the time. Bro, bro. <laughs> you know what helps me too is like in my car, like I'll put like sticky notes like yeah, right I here, like just like stuff that just to remind me, like, mm-hmm. you know, be happy, like smile to they like oh, okay. Yeah, be, give nice. a give a nice tip to somebody today. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be doing random stuff, bro, like and I'll tell somebody like Oh, you look really nice today, or like, yeah, I'll be, like I'm in the drive thru I'm like, hey, how much is the order behind me? Like, I'll take care of it. Like, oh shit, pay for you it. You know, pay for it, like, cause people have done stuff for me all the time. Yeah. So it's just you know. That's dope, man. Being cool with everybody. That's dope, <laughs> man. I forgot I was gonna ask now. Oh, so as far as like going nowhere near perfect, the song. Uh huh. You mentioned that you've been writing and journaling, and that's more of a personal song too. Do you feel like it's difficult for you to share something like that on the mic when you get in the booth do you feel nervous at all or is it kind of natural oh man that's a good question because every time since that song i made that song and it took me a little bit of time to put it out every time i'm dealing with like situations because i've still do even as a person now like every i work my ass off and do what i gotta do but i still get put in tough situations and when i listen to that song i'm like fuck man like this is reminds me like don't worry, it's okay, you can't control everything. And when I let it out on the mic, it was like I was dealing with some stuff with my family. It's like, look, I'm not going to sit here and listen. The way that I'm moving is different. The things that I'm going through, I'm setting aside. Like, mm-hmm. I, my family had, like, recently, like, they were, like, really on me. Like, you do this too much, you do that too much. Like, mm-hmm. you need to calm down. So it was like, look, I'm not going to make the same mistake and be back where I was at. Yeah. So when I let it out on the mic, it was like, oh. I guess that was like my calm, my calm state of mind. Like, I called my family back and I was like, "Hey, like, love you guys. Like, I understand you guys care. Just yeah, understand that like I'm on a different route right now. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna let myself get to a bad point. Right. And I appreciate you for caring though. Yeah. So it was the best feeling. That song, like, that's why I so, I felt like it's the most talked about it with everybody. Then, yeah. Like, dude, like I love that song. So yeah, it definitely hit home with me too, for sure. And I, I think appreciate that, man. Even the way you said that about family. Family always looks out for you in your mm-hmm. best interest, but I see think sometimes they try and portray like what they think onto mm-hmm. you, without t- sometimes considering like what you want, what your ideas are, and that kind your of stuff. True emotions. Exactly, you know I mean? and so I think sometimes you could just have that conflict, the natural butt heads. Well, even if it's like outside of my parents, I would sometimes clash yeah. with like cousins, uncles. And, yeah, that's, that, that's and exactly like, what it damn, was. Like, was. You don't even, like you're not even living with me like that. How are you yeah, gonna say like, that? Like, you know? Come on, like mm-hmm. I respect you can, but you can't like 
think you're better than me or whatever like right. I, like I'll listen to you mm-hmm. but then when you like tell me something and then like it's continuously like bad like I'm like I'm not gonna I don't wanna I'm not gonna sit here and listen yeah you know like I'm I'm not mad I'm mad at you but I'll let this pass so you can see that I'm not gonna be mm-hmm. that bad that bad way that you think I was mm-hmm. like cause like drinking like when obviously when I was like going through that time when I was low like they're like now that you're good like you have a good job like you're doing your music like mm-hmm. like don't mess it up I'm like okay I won't like you gotta stop drinking I'm like I like to drink on occasion I like to smoke I'm young like you know, like don't try to control yeah. me too much. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what, it, what the issue was. Yeah, and I feel like as long as you're responsible with it, and you can, yeah. as, long, as long as you know you're in control, I think that's the important. That's the too. most important part. Yeah. And then the second part of the song is like, it is what it is. I pray for the benefit and prepare for the deficit. It's the principle and not the subject. Mm-hmm. You cross me and you want to act suspect. I was dating the since me and my son's mom ain't together no more, obviously. Um, I was dating this new girl and you know everything was good she was older than me I thought everything was cool I was like alright you know I have someone that's mature they're mm-hmm. about their business I was like I'm gonna give her some time and see what's up went into a relationship everything was cool and then it ended up happening to where she ended up sleeping with my friend so it was Damn. like it was like I never would have thought that kind of situation would have happened to me yeah. so it was like you. it was kind of like a secret they were like playing these games back and forth and yeah. I was like you know what I'm not gonna deal with this like I walk away because I'm fine as a person. You know? Yeah, you shouldn't. Man. So that's why I was like, you cross the line. You want to act suspect. I've always been the one to show respect. Mm-hmm. I tell like it is. You can either take offense or take all offense. Mm-hmm. Take no offense, make a mistake, deal with the consequence. Mm-hmm. So I just that's kind of where that that part of the song led to, because I did it a different time frame, mm-hmm. and then I added the singer. And I wasn't even in the studio when that song when that when when the singer uh, did it. Oh, okay. It's Scrizzy. He's really good, man. Very talented. Very talented guy. What's his name? Scrizzy. Scrizzy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scrizzy, okay. Yeah, so... He from Garden Grove area, too? or I, I believe so. I mean, I'm not specifically sure. Okay. 100%, but I mean, no, he's within the area. Yeah. But uh, I know I have a producer. His name's Darren. He was uh, in the studio with him working with the song with Doughboy because Scrizzy's on Doughboy's uh, project. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, hey, I have this other song. Like, do you think you can knock out a hook for him? He was like, yeah, let's see. Let's play it. So he heard it, and then the last part, it says, I keep it real, but I'm nowhere near perfect. And then he was like, I was thinking the song was going to be called Changes. Uh-huh. And then he was like, it was there, and then was like, and showed it to me afterwards. I was like, bro, like, that shit is <laughs> hard. Like, yeah. I was like, that sounds so, like, it, it just matched perfectly. So mm-hmm. that's how that song came about, man. And it got the name got changed to Nowhere Near Perfect. That's dope, man. So then I was like, that should be my brand. So, like, I started doing my clothing line. Mm-hmm. Doing, you know, a little bit to what I can do to push forward with that. Like, have it as a brand. It's obviously the name of the EP. Mm-hmm. To keep it 100% legit, I even got it tatted on my chest. No way. I swear, if you can see. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah man. Like, perfect. it's it's something that's really, like, indented in me, to me because mm-hmm. I strive to be the best person. My mom always told me, she's like, you're not going to be perfect, but just be the best you. Yeah. So, that's... It's a lot of my music. Everything has to do with my mom. Mm-hmm. Everything. And, and something that's that's helped me climb out of like the hole that I was in when I was younger. We're going back to the depression talk. Mm-hmm. Is the the quote progress not perfection? Because I think a lot of times we strive to be perfect, mm-hmm. but perfect perfection is you know not always. It's not. It's not really having having expectations is 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 not a good thing. Right. You have goals, exactly. not expectations. You can't exactly. expect it to happen because. Mm-hmm. The world, the world, the universe works the way it wants to work. Exactly, and perfection is different to everybody. So mm-hmm. if, you know, you're constantly looking for outside people of like, oh, like what's perfect to you. You're gonna constantly get different answers. So you're gonna constantly mm-hmm. be chasing this thing that doesn't even really exist. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like as long as you're making progress to what you like, 
yourself. And you the way be. you're doing it, your comfortability. Yeah, that's all that matters. Exactly. Because at the end of the day, ain't nobody gonna put money in your pocket. They ain't gonna feed you. They ain't gonna take care. Of you. you can take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You'll have people that help out, mm-hmm. but primarily when you get when you're an adult, it's all on you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you just gotta do it. Be mm-hmm. about it. Try to be your, be the best person you can be. Mm-hmm. So. That's why I'm knowing you're perfect. <laughs> yeah, damn, I love that, man. Yeah. So during quarantine, obviously, it's a big part of this year. Was creating music and, and anything kind of impacted at all? Did it help it? Did mm. it stunt it at all? I had an opportunity to go on to a couple of different venues and, like, be able to perform and, like, you know, mm-hmm. push further with what I'm trying to do with mm-hmm. my music. And I couldn't obviously do that because people don't even want to, like, go outside and be yeah. associated with every everybody like I had a release party for like the uh, for the nowhere near perfect EP. I was gonna do a release party. I had the venue. I had like I ordered like a party bus and like yeah. I rent. I was gonna rent a couple cars and I had two of my buddies that were gonna drive those cars. I was gonna have my car. I was gonna have my merch. Like I was gonna do like try to go all out with everything that I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the first the, when I got everything arranged and psh, it cut everything off. Damn. So I was like, fuck, man. Like this shit sucks. Like, and then some time went by and then I'm like alright I'm gonna wait to put the EP out like you know there's a couple other songs I could probably add or change out whatever and then again I went to do another release party and I had everything set up and cut everything off again so I was like you know what fuck it I'm just gonna put it out but with music it kept me inside more obviously because we're all quarantine stuck yeah. it kept me writing I have like chart after chart after chart like That's in my good. notes it's just different beats and different songs so mm-hmm. I have like a weapon to use when I go in the studio mm-hmm. to to use. So quarantine's helped me out in that way. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just boring, bro. I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm just like, what, I mean, I, having that creativity is a little bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Because, but it also sparks something because it's like, you know, what is this really about? Like, what is all this stuff? Mm-hmm. But what about you? Has 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 it cut things off for you in a way? A little bit. I think for me, like my creative side was able to free flow a little bit more. I mean, I. So at the first, uh, mm-hmm. at the beginning of quarantine, both my jobs were put on pause. That's, a hard, and that's tough. Yeah, it was tough, but I felt like it was a blessing in disguise for me, at least, because I've always wanted to, like, write more. I've always wanted to do more things with the podcast. I've always wanted to do more and more, but mm-hmm. I just never had time because I was, like, you know, six to six, and then whatever time I had oh, after shit, that. That's 12 hours. Yeah, so Damn. whatever time I had after that was, like, like time to eat You're already sleep. Worn Yeah, more now, so I had, like, barely any time for any of this, but I was still doing what I could. And then, you know, quarantine hit, and sure, I couldn't do in-person interviews, but I was able to do some via Zoom, reach That's out to other too. people. Um, I ordered stickers. Uh, you know, I fixed things around the hi- house, like I fixed that bike. For the longest time, like, I couldn't ride my bike because yeah. it was uh, it needed to be fixed. That's true. And I love riding bikes, so I was able to fix that, like, first week of mm. quarantine. You know, I just felt like I was able to do a lot more that I put off. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I so agree. I, yeah, so I was able to get stuff like that made. and Oh, that's, that's dope, man. I like that. Thank you, man. Um, so, you know, I just, I felt like I was able, like, I had a lot of things, like, in the yeah. queue, basically. And there, I was able to kind of, like, knock off one by one, yeah. knock off one by one, knock off one by one. And sure, I didn't get to knock off everything, because I did return back to work, like, maybe a month and a half, two months into quarantine. Um, but still, like, I, I felt like it was really good for me, because I was, like, like, able a, to put some of that stuff Relief forward. to mm-hmm. get with it. Like, like, with me, like... Now that you say that you did all these things, I'm like, yeah, oh shit! Like I was like, I put grass in my backyard. Yeah, I put a little TV back there. Bought like an umbrella. Like mm-hmm. I don't really have the time to do that. I'm always work. Exactly. Kid, this and that. Always on the go. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. living in California, like life is just so like phew. fast. Yeah, and and living fast in Arizona fast. is like it's slower, 
and then you come here it's just like whew, everything's so quick moving so when when you're in going through life you're just on the go and then when that happens everything's put on pause and you realize like oh shit like family means a lot you know spending more time with family yeah uh getting closer with my my family is definitely a thing mm-hmm. me and my brother like our relationship's always been up and down because mm-hmm. like i don't know i can't really say why yeah but um we got closer got more things done but that's pretty yeah. much it so i agree with you on that level yeah and i just feel like Man, it made you, like you said, it made you realize that there's more important things, whether it's family or mm-hmm. whatever else, like going into hobbies and like what you said too, doing the thing in your backyard with the grass. Yeah. That's important too because I feel like a lot of us have, it doesn't have to be big dreams, but let's say someone is a homeowner and they want to put down brick in their yard. Or exactly. They want to do, they want to paint a fence a certain way or they want to put plants or something like yeah. that. I saw a lot of that on the timeline in Instagram and Twitter and yeah, my friends man. doing that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's perfect, man. I wish, I wish... You know, like you said, maybe it's just California and maybe it's just like a United States thing. But I feel like we 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 live to work almost instead of like working is like more of a side thing. But like put ourselves first, put ourselves first. Mm -hmm. It it is. It's just more of like a I say like American thing. I don't really know how to explain it. But Mm -hmm. to me, because I've lived in like Vegas and like like, you know how when you look at the flow, like in New York. People are so fast. Like, yeah. there's a gang of people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you go to, like, where I would say Texas. Mm-hmm. Everything's so spread apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you come to California, especially L.A. L.A. is everybody's moving, mm-hmm. doing this and doing that. There's so many more cars in the street. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, like, in Arizona, like, it's really spread apart. So I feel like it's a lot of that, too. You know, just different, like, diversities and, like, how people move their lives. Yeah. So, and then just realizing we got to take a step back and... Mm-hmm look at the big view and be like alright you know, this is our life like working is important but also enjoying each other is really important right. too yeah so. cause another thing too I didn't even get to mention like I got really into yoga I found like some really oh, good wow. like yoga YouTube instructors like oh, I was okay. doing that like every day um, I found uh, I started a website with my friend like we were really into sports and so we got like a team of writers and now there's like 10 of us and we write about sports and some other stuff too. That's dope, man. Some of us have wrote about like movies, TV shows, that kind of thing too. That's so. dope, man. See, I like that type of creativity stuff. Yeah. Bro. Like, I mean, I, I feel like th- those are things I need to put my, push myself more in mm-hmm. and having those types of hobbies. Because I mean, obviously like music is like, it's not it's not a hobby. It's kind of like, um, it's my career now. Like mm-hmm. if I really want to be something about it, I got to do it all the way. But those mm-hmm. types of hobbies are like nice to have because mm-hmm. it, it brings creativity out of you, you know? Mm-hmm. And I see what you mean by you got more creative. That's and it's dope. relaxing, man. Yeah. Even like painting, like she is right now. Like we we started doing that during quarantine, yeah. and it sometimes it's really nice because I feel like painting, especially how I started. Like I I wouldn't sometimes I feel like in life that I'm like oh like this has to be a certain way. This has to be a certain way. No matter what it is, whether it's the podcast, fixing the bike, even like whatever. Yeah, yeah. But with the painting, I was just like you know what I'm gonna just throw this color on it, and then throw this color on it, and then see what happens. Like I'm just gonna I don't know if you ever watched Bob Ross. Uh-huh. Those Bob Ross videos. See, there's a lot of things you gotta share with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. The words, man. All right, I'll show I'm you interested. Some stuff. Trust me, I try to keep a broad range. Yeah, a bunch of new ideas, but I forgot what era he is. He's probably from the '80s and '90s. But Bob Ross was this famous painter, and he had a TV show, I believe, on PBS, where you know his whole thing was like happy little mistakes. Like he was a painter, and he would start off with like like three blobs of color on a paint uh, painting. Oh, okay. What do you call those? Like this, a like canvas. canvas. Yeah, canvas. Yeah. And then he would just, like, add different things. And, like, before you knew it, like, an hour in, he had, like, this nice forest scene. But it was like, how the fuck did he get there? And he was just, like, he was just, like, so free-handing it. And he was talking to you while the video's playing. And his constant thing was happy little mistakes, happy little mistakes. 
So I feel like I've definitely tried to incorporate that in my life, no matter what it is, mm-hmm. is to like not try and be so perfect and attack whatever it is in life. Whether yeah. it's this podcast, school, uh, working like with that. the kids. Happy little things. Just kind of like a similar Yeah, uh, to know when you're perfect. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just, it's a, it's a great way to go about life because you, yeah. you're going to make mistakes, but as long as you can bounce back after exactly. it. Exactly. You know what I mean? You can have everything and you can, you can rise, you can fall. Mm-hmm. But it's all as long as you just keep pushing to be. And you can still be that pretty painting at the end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. So mm-hmm. that's dope, man. I definitely got to take some time to. Yeah. I'll shoot you that. Tribe Called Quest and then yeah. whatever else, man. Whatever else you're into. Yeah, for sure, man. I, I mean, the only artist, artistry that I really know is like my grandma. She like a, my great grandma, she mm-hmm. uh, she was really into paintings, and she has like these clown paintings and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I heard they're with a lot of money, and she has them like on a, on like little uh, what is it, a little trays that have like the clown paintings. So that's the only thing that I really okay. know. I don't know Ash the name. Trays? No, they're like uh, porcelain like plates and oh. stuff like that. Oh, okay. And then yeah. they're like the artist, like the fine china. Yeah, stuff? like the the artist that was that painted them. I guess he's really like famous, but mm-hmm. obviously I don't know the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any? Do you have other people in your family that are either like music background or like mm-hmm. other kind of art? Um, my brother, mm-hmm. he's kind of like, he's the one that started rapping first because he was in Mexico mm-hmm. for like probably like a whole summer and he started rapping and then I started rapping after him and he was always in competition with me so he was like, if you're rapping, I'm, I'm not rapping but mm-hmm. that's pretty. I would say that mm-hmm. for sure. Right on, man. Yeah. So as far as going back to 2020, what are some other goals that you have for this year? Oh man, I have some things that I'm planning. So obviously, I'm, I'm my goals is to get more interviews down for sure. Mm-hmm. And I actually talked to a management team yesterday and went over some details. I have mm-hmm. a contract that I'm gonna work out. So my goal is to go through with that and be able to use that as an as a as a push to stay more focused and. You know, with my music and going different areas to get, you know, different sides of different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of just being so, like, focused on, like, oh, this type of flow or this type of flow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have a, another project I want to put out before the year ends. I want it to be, like, at least 10, 15 songs. Nice. I mean, we'll see how the process goes. Mm-hmm. You always have a goal, but things always change. Yeah. Um, And just, you know what I mean? Just keep keep working hard on what I'm doing, like... And just try to, like, take care of my son as much as I can to, like, teach him. That's my biggest goal is my son. Mm-hmm. My son is what makes everything else happen around me. Yeah. Because he keeps the happiness in me. Mm-hmm. What's your son's name, by the way? Matthew. Matthew? Yeah. I have it on my body right here, too. Okay. <laughs> nice, man. I got a puzzle piece. It's, 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 like, the missing piece to my life. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I'll show you so you can see it. Get an idea. That's dope, yeah. Yeah. Family wisdom, too, on it. Yeah, so it's just... Mm-hmm. Uh, my son building having a good relationship with my mom for mm-hmm. sure because our, our relationships always been rocky because of things in life so that's a big thing as long as i have the things that keep me happy which is family mm-hmm. and like my close friends that i consider family mm-hmm. everything around me kind of like i feel like it will work out mm-hmm. you know like with my music um you know obviously just being a father and just being focused that's my main goal man it's just sticking forward with what i'm doing mm-hmm. On foot on the gas, no brakes, man. Exactly. Yeah. What about you? What's some big goals that you have? <sighs> big goals. I want to get some merch started, man. And honestly, like I don't know. I've talked about it. I I don't know. I have a plan yet, but I do want to like quit my my morning job right now. Okay. And then kind of just have something. I don't want to be like I'm not really a big salesman. I'm not really on like that business mind. Like I yeah. have a lot of good ideas, but I feel like I'm not the type to like 
oh yeah like buy my stuff you know so i'm i'm still trying to figure that process out i'll help you man yeah, whatever i can it, do to help you i got some merch that i started mm-hmm. too and just trying to you know push yeah. forward with it but just you know i got some stickers made and i'll shoot you some too after yeah i got you a go. shirt for you man appreciate you gotta let me know what size you are yeah so if i have it available okay in the truck so um and then you know just so just grow the podcast organically i started a few other ones to try and see the get the ball rolling on those as well because um, I do that, like this one's just me, but the other ones I started are like a team of people. So that's good too. Mm-hmm, try it brings develop. different creativity. Exactly, different ideas. Two you know minds what I'm think better than one. Exactly, and so just trying to get like those out the door, get the mm-hmm. website kind of rolling too with more, and just be more consistent. But just I guess try and find a way to monetize my art. Like there are people who are out yeah. there that take advantage of Patreon, take advantage of you know whatever there may be, and. Like, sure, I'm not, like, especially, like, because I'm still starting up. I'm not going to live mm-hmm. this, like, luxurious life. But I just, you know, I think it'd be really cool even if I made, like, a couple of bucks, like, 20 bucks off the podcast or 20 bucks off yeah, that, that, these stickers. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it feels better because, like, I did that versus punching in the clock. No matter how hard I work, I'm going to only get $15 for that hour. Yeah. No matter how hard I work, I'm going to get that for yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? I get what you mean. So just trying to put myself a little bit more out there because there's definitely been jobs where I've had like that in the past. And I'm, like, nervous to get rejected so just you know put more of myself out there try and have you know some when merch. you're perfect man just be the best you exactly be comfortable just be open you mm-hmm. know and luckily with my job is like I, I i do i work at window tent so yeah. i do tinning details wraps it's always consistent like you know, we sell this so you get that so yeah it's just you, you you can open up that that perspective it just takes time yeah and patience yeah but you'll get there man you have the right mentality everybody that, as man. long as everybody has the right mentality and like they they make ways to go forward about it mm-hmm. and everything should work out well yeah and just be consistent mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah and so. then one more thing i want, want to do with the podcast we'll see how it is with quarantine but i want to like travel a little bit That'd see if i can get record an artist or something you know people out there in like seattle portland yeah arizona man. even that's not too far like yeah. just get in the car drive eight to ten hours and see if i can you know obviously with social media it's so easy to connect with someone out there and just kind of grow outside of california a little bit take yeah. uh, that leap of faith and adventure out and that's put, dope and man people, I mean, anything know? i can do to help push that forward but i know a lot of luckily since i've been living everywhere there i know kind of a little <laughs> bit a little bit of a lot of people you know yeah so anything i can do to help bro i got you appreciate that man you know i mean it's like it's, it's, that's what life's about man yeah making Helping the connections each other and yeah. making the connections so mm-hmm. but yeah man that's dope that's mm-hmm. that's good yeah it'll happen i, I see it i appreciate that man yeah, I see thank it. you yeah so before we wrap things up i do like to ask these like fun quick hitters just to kind of help the audience to get to know you a little bit more for sure if you could have any kind of toppings on a pizza, what would it be? It definitely has to be mushrooms. Mushrooms, just Mush- mushrooms, and uh, <laughs> and a lot extra extra. I like the cheese. I like thicker cheese and I like extra parmesan. Okay, so, so cheese mus- and mushrooms. Cheese and mushrooms. All right, fairly simple. And you? <laughs> uh, pepperoni, sausage, and then give me some spinach. And I, I like pizza. So if you go like pizza presses or like those uh, create your own, I like pizza with the white sauce. Honestly, oh. more than marinara. Like marinara, marinara is good. good. But I, I like. Alfredo sauce that they put on pizza, man. I got, you can get that at Blaze Pizza. I yeah, Blaze Pizza Press. Yeah. I think Pyology has it too. Pyology, so. I didn't. I thought it was just pies. <laughs> <laughs> and my mom told me she went there and she was like, "No, it's much more than that, bitch." Yeah, like, alright for sure. Yeah. Um, what else? Um, if you could talk to any person in history, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh shit, uh, Little Wayne. Little Wayne. Little Wayne. The the, the creativity and. The work ethic and uh, the motivation and the drive mm-hmm. that you have to be so continuous because 
he's a person that's just put multiple, multiple, multiple mixtapes, mixtape, mixtape. Like, yeah. You know, always working, like, and just Crazy. having that that mindset. It's still relevant, but he's not super popping. But like, what was your what was your like your feeling when you're in the studio? Was those types of things? That's, yeah. That's something that I definitely would yeah. a person I would love to talk to and sit mm-hmm. down with and maybe eventually one day do a song with. Yeah, that'd be tight, man. That'd be tight. Yeah, that's that's a dream. So mm-hmm. that'd be a person. Okay, let's say you're stranded on an island, but food and water provided. What are three things you'd want to bring to pass the time? Oh, man. That's a tough one. <laughs> what would I really want? I would say a basketball. Mm. For sure, a basketball. Obviously, I have to have the court and everything. So I hope that's considered yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, we'll count that as one. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll count that as one. <laughs> Bundled. Um, I like to go a uh, dirt bike. Oh, okay. I, I, I love... I used to ride a 350 Yamaha. Okay. Go out to the desert all the time. So definitely a dirt bike. So those two fun things. What else? I would say a gun to go shooting. Yeah? Okay. I like shooting, man. Just sending some a target up and just aiming and just, you know, being on point. Yeah. It's, it's you know, it's tough because you have that recoil. It's good recoil. practice to focus, man. Yeah, yeah. the focus because you have that recoil and, you know, aim is like a hard thing, but yeah. definitely that. For sure. Something interesting I would have. All right. If you could have any kind of exotic pet, what would it be? A monkey. A monkey. Those little little monkeys. Okay. I was looking at them the other day, and I was like, "Oh shit, four thousand dollars!" I was like, "That could be in the question," but I mean, I don't know if, if you can get in trouble for that. Yeah, there's certain like states that I think that's illegal, right? Yeah. So I don't want to be looked at as a bad person. Like, yeah. He has a monkey. <laughs> like 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 uh, Joe the Tiger. The, the, Joe the, exotic. Joe yeah. exotic. Like yeah. No. See, everybody looks at him good or bad. It's like, mm-hmm. but yeah, a monkey would be dope. What about you? I, I would go I would go crocodile, man. I really like been Why amazed. crocodile? That's scary. It is scary. <laughs> and I'm not like saying I have to interact with it, but I just think it'd be cool to have because I've always, I always thought it was cool. Like even as a kid, man, like yeah. crocodiles and alligators come from the same family, but like they've been around, like they're probably one of the, like them and sharks are like one of the oldest and, tur- like, and turtles that's, too. That's lasted. They're so like long. one of the oldest species. Turtles, yeah. Turtles last. One of the oldest species years, like on this earth, you know what I'm saying? That's and, true. and so like they've been doing it forever. Like they've they've withstood like meteors and global warming and all that kind of shit. So that's I think true. I think it's kinda of cool that they've survived for so long. Imagine to just be able to talk to one of them. Yeah, right. Visible, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, I mean that's that that's, that's random things that I think about. You know? Yeah. What else? What you got for me? Last question. If you can give any advice for younger self, what would it be? Who I would say Oh man made a lot of bad things bad choices but also good choices i'd say just ignore trying to make people like you mm-hmm. try trying to be the cool one the one that stands out just be yourself and just stay focused mm-hmm. you know what i mean and be happy mm-hmm. that's it awesome man just stay focused and just don't worry about how people think of you or mm-hmm. you know try to make other people like you better and try to do things that aren't you mm-hmm. to make somebody else like you just be yourself yeah so yeah thank you again for being on the show no I appreciate that man yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be here bro before you go go ahead and plug where you can find your music anything else you want to plug um, social media so, social media wise you can go on my Instagram I, I took off everything because I have a new nobody knows the reason why I took everything off mm. I was just going through some tough things the other day and I took everything off and I was like look I want a fresh start mm. so I have a new video that's going to come out. It's going to be it's going to be to the song Order Perfect. I have everything set up. I have a super dope videographer. Okay. I have some cool whips in the car. So I mean in the video 
Um, so that's going to be one thing to look out for. And then if you go to the link in my bio, it goes to my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look up Nowhere Near Perfect. That's You type it in on Spotify, Apple Music, anything. That's the first thing that pops up because there ain't a lot of them out there that's called Nowhere Near Perfect. Yeah. Um, and then one thing for sure is just follow my uh, my YouTube channel Okay. with all my music and everything like that because having those subscribers helps out a lot and yeah. I'll show some love back to other people too. And that's Richie Rich with two E's and yeah, two Yeah, two, two E's and two H's. That's what people get a little confused. They're like, why is it Richie? I'm like, yeah, I mean, I got to be a little bit different. Yeah. I, I did, The Richie Rich name came because that's... That's when I was younger. Like my name's Richard, mm-hmm. so they always my you know my family call me Richie Rich. It come mm-hmm. on the scope, and then I realized it's a cartoon, and then he lives like a really rich life. And yeah, I was like, that's the goal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there you go. That's the goal. But yeah, so just look at Richie Rich. No one near perfect. Um, I got a couple songs that are gonna be coming out. A couple singles. Uh, you can go take a look at those and got some new stuff. I got I've been working, so I got a lot of stuff in the vault right now that I want to release. So dope man. That's just the big thing is just be on the rise and look out for me. Alright. Awesome so, man. Yeah. Looking forward to it. I appreciate that man. hundred percent. Boom, it's Noah Alvarez wrapping things up for another episode of the My Mike and I podcast. Episode 117. It's a wrap. Thank you again to Richie Rich for being on this week's show. If you like this podcast and this episode particularly, be sure to go check out some of the older episodes on the Mike and I library. And if you like any of the episodes too, and you want to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, I'd greatly appreciate it. If you're not listening on Apple Podcasts and you're just listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, or Stitcher, just be sure to hit that follow button if you can, like it. If you're watching on YouTube, be sure to check us out too, or we have visuals on YouTube, I guess. I yeah, there would be no way to for you guys to watch it on there. But uh, yeah, if you if you want to go check out the visuals for this podcast episode and many of the other ones too that I've been recorded of recently, be sure to go check out my YouTube channel. Just go search up Noah Alvarez. No tricky spelling, no underscores, nothing like that, and it'll be up on there on my YouTube channel. Be sure to check out popple.co and use promo code Locker for twenty percent off. Also check out LockerRoomSportsCA.com. For all my written work, as well as a lot of my other colleagues that you hear me on different podcasts, whether it's Max, Carl, some of my friends from Sacramento State, Jacob Fanshaw, who helped uh, with this podcast a lot too. So yeah, just uh, a, a lot of great writers on that website trying to bring you the best sports and pop culture coverage that there is out there. Also, be sure to follow them on Mike and I Instagram page at my period Mike and period I. Also, be sure to follow me on Twitter at underscore Noah Alvarez. I got to find another word for also. You should be checking out Phoenix Fit as well. Yeah, as well. There you go. PhoenixFit.com. Use promo code my Mike and I with the letter N for 15% off on every single purchase. And last but not least, guys, I just hope you guys have a continue to have a wonderful week, month, year, whatever day you're listening to this, whatever time of the day you're listening to this. I hope you continue to have a wonderful and successful day. You know, just focus on your self-care, focus on whatever goal that you have and that you may have had to put on hold through whatever you were going through. But just use this time wisely, guys. And I hope you guys achieve all your goals. Hope you guys continue to work towards some of your long-term goals. Take care and, and spend time with a lot of your loved ones and so on and so forth. Chase dreams, not checks. All gas, no breaks in the year 2020. Again, shout out to everybody that's listening and fucking with the podcast. I got a lot of love for you guys. We got some stickers coming soon, too. Be sure to keep in tune with the podcast Instagram page. Other than that, uh, I think that's it, man. My voice is kind of getting tired. That's going to wrap it up for episode 117. I'm Noah Alvarez. 
I'll be signing off. Till next time.